from In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. The Prodigal Son, found in Luke 15, 11 through 32, this parable told by the Christian demigod details a scenario in which some kid squanders his inheritance and is then accepted back by his father. The father described in this story is patient, loving, and completely non-threatening. Christians love this parable, and they use it for all sorts of purposes, but the majority of preachers will use this story in an effort to portray their deity in the same way. Again, when we dive into what the Bible actually says, we find a completely different story. Reading more than just the happy, shiny Jesus part, we can clearly see the abusive, self-centered nature of the Christian deity. John 15, 5, apart from me, you can do nothing. Malachi 2, 2, if you do not listen, and if you do not set your heart to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Leviticus 10, 7, do not leave the entrance of the tent of meeting, or you will die. Exodus 34, 14, do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Malachi 1, 2 through 3, Yahweh says, Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. I have turned his mountain into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. Daniel 4, 35, All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of earth. These verses describe the egotistical madman Christians try and pass off as a loving father figure, much like the one found in the tale of the prodigal son. The kicker of it is that in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, Yahweh refers to many of his own attributes as obvious acts of the flesh, hatred, fits of rage, jealousy, and especially selfish ambitions. Why are the attributes of Yahweh considered by Yahweh to be of the flesh? This doesn't sound like the deity most believers describe to me. This doesn't sound like the father in the prodigal son story either. It's almost like Christians are making up their own deity based on a few verses while ignoring or claiming ignorance about the rest of their own holy book. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is author and crisis specialist Keith K.L. Belvin. Welcome to the show, Keith. Good evening. Good evening, Mike. And appreciate you having me tonight. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for being on. Um, mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your... Uh, Holy cow, you got books, you got, what do you do? That, narrow it down for us. Well, as you said, I am Keith Gale Belvin, crisis specialist, author, educator, and basically what I am is a man that tries to work with as many people as possible. I try to help solve problems. I am a professional, a problem solver. I'm also a faith-based uh, business owner because I believe as a man of God that 
everything that people need to help them is already given to us. We just have to be able to figure it out. That's what I do. That's what I create. And so um, I work with churches to help build mental health ministries because people don't want to tell the pastor all their problems and they need to have someone from the outside come in, but it needs to be someone who understands how the faith works. I'm also a person that deals with young men. I'm a mentor. Um, I have a mentor program at the, the local school here, and I try to work with young men to help keep them from making the mistakes that I made when I was younger. And I am happily married, and I have a wonderful young daughter, but I actually have seven children. This is number seven. Yes, oh, I have seven cow. children. I, I had a crazy life before I came to know the Lord, and that is also what I go out and speak about when I travel and, and speak to folks, because you have to be able to see that God can take the worst of us and turn us into something positive and people need to see what that looks like. So that's about almost everything. I still wear a lot of that. <laughs> so were you a Mormon before this? Is that where the seven kids come from? I, well, goodness. not so much. No, it wasn't a Mormon in New York city that they don't, that's not what they call it. I was, I was actually realistically, I was a misogynistic, mm. Well, you can figure out the rest. Yeah, I was just yeah. a ladies' man. And here's the thing. When you grow with no father, hmm. you have a mother and grandmother doing the best they can do at home. But when you hit the streets, the streets has a whole different feel to it. Hmm. The men in the streets are going to promote what goes on in the streets. Well, if you have watched television or ever been a part of anything negative, you know that sex is out there. So hmm. once you come to know sex at a very early age, it is like a drug. So I found sex and pornography at very early ages. And of course, at that point, there's no sense watching it. Why not? Let's go out here and do it. And hmm. that's what I did. And so for 37 years, I lived my life the way I wanted to in whatever wild capacity I could. And then I had a coming to Jesus Damascus moment that it was time <laughs> to make some changes. And that's where the kids came from. So, yes, I have seven children, um, uh, three different. Let's see, seven children, three different mothers. Um, and it's OK if folks want to actually no, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four five, seven children, <laughs> six different women. Let me get that right. And I have no worries about it because people can judge me any way they want. And that's fine. In 37 years, I had all the children. Okay. But in the last 20 years, um, I've had one child hmm. and one woman. So hmm. you can judge me any way that you want. But the reason why I'm so free flowing with speaking about it is people are scared to tell their truth, their stories because huh. of judgment. I'm not. Judge me. I want people to judge me. Because then you also have to judge what I became. Mm. So, so if you want to judge the past, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate it. So one of your books, and just correct me if I'm wrong here. I think it's it's called Gigolo to Jesus. From Gigolo to Jesus. It's from Jesus. Exactly. There. There you go. Yes. From Gigolo <laughs> so to is Jesus. that kind of where all these kids are? That coming? is the whole there story in a nutshell. There yes. it is. Holy Thank cow, Thank you so man. much, Mike, for mentioning that. No, yes. I had to. <laughs> from Jiggler to Jesus, a story of misogyny, a journey from misogyny to monogamy. Gotcha. Um, I wrote it because I didn't want anybody else to tell my story. I mm. also wanted to leave something behind. So again, when those who want to judge me say whatever, I would leave my actual account of what I was, what I was before I came to know God and what I became after. And then again, you can measure it any way that you want. Because I think what happens is we write people off before God does. And many of us are, are living contradictions to what we claim as faith, but we actually don't give folks an opportunity. And here's how, and me and church folks will sometimes go to war. I try not to, but I'm a very nice guy. <laughs> I've actually had some pastors say, well, I don't really want you to speak in my church because of your past. And I smile. Mm. Like, can I ask you a question, Pastor? You read your Bible? Mm. Of course I do. 
And I go, so you have no problem reading this 19 epistles written by a guy who murdered men, women, and children, but yet you don't want me to speak in your church about my sexual past? Why is that? Mm. And all of a sudden you get that, that quiet hum. And the reason <laughs> why is because if you have no problem reading about Paul, who killed men, women, and children in the name of the Romans, were trying to destroy Christ, uh, Christianity, mm. and you have no problem with David killing three people to try to cover up the fact that he slept with somebody else's wife, mm -hmm. then how do you judge me? Mm, David. Yeah, no, good, good examples there. Um, I'd love to dive into each one of them a little bit Come more on. here, of course. Uh, so you're coming to, but we'll get there. Uh, you're coming to Jesus moment. Um, now, how did this happen? I, I like, give me some details here. Sure. I Don't leave anything totally out because we have an adult rating. So you're okay. <laughs> gotcha. Well, what it was, I was um, in, in 2000, and six, uh -huh. I was at a hotel in South Jersey. I had had concocted the perfect lie. Oh, no. I was supposed to be on a ski trip until Monday. That's what my girlfriend, now wife, uh, was thinking. I was only supposed to be there till Sunday. I had left the Poconos areas of Pennsylvania, traveled to South Jersey, and I was supposed to meet with a young lady. And I had the whole night to myself. The lie was perfect. Everything was in place. So when I'm in the room, um, everything is straight. Hotel room is booked. We're good. It's it's, it's uh, Sunday nights. So there's not a whole lot going on. And the young lady says she was on her way. Mm -hmm. Lie is in effect. Well, the condoms on the nightstand. All I need is a willing participant to help me sin. <laughs> well, what happened was she called me back and she said, you know, my stomach is bothering me. Give me about five or 10 minutes and oh. I'm going to be on my way. I didn't hear anything, but I'm not on my way yet. I could care less that your stomach was bothering you. I need you here so I can do what I want to do. That 10, 15 minutes turned into a half an hour, second calls. Half an hour turned into 45 minutes and her saying, I might have to go to urgent care or at that time it was emergency room. I don't even think urgent care was a thing then. <laughs> and I, again, I wasn't trying to hear any of that because I'm now angry that I can't have my way. And like a spoiled child that I was, I was upset that I couldn't get to do what I wanted. Not even concerning myself with this young lady says she may be sick. Yeah. So then I got mad, just hung up the phone, whatever, go take care of you, whatever. Now I'm mad because I'm just sitting in this hotel room. There's nobody here. I'm going through my phone. And I'm trying to think, who do I know lives in Delaware? Who do I live, who knows live in Philly that I can get to try to drive here on a Sunday night, mind you, to come see me because of what I want to do. Nothing happened. Now I'm sitting there on the edge of the bed, angry, so angry that I'm frustrated. But here's the thing, and this is getting to the point of your question. Huh. As I'm sitting there, I'm having this conversation myself. And I think any person who embraces sin all out like I did, you struggle with an internal feeling that this is just not the way that you're supposed to live your life, but you're so caught up in the flesh of what you want to do that the physical pleasure is overriding what you know internally. Hmm. But the emotion, the negative emotion had got me to the point that I just yelled out, said, okay, God, what is it that you want? Because everything I seem to want to do ain't working. Now I had a master's degree, the beautiful woman at home and a brand new Jeep sitting out in front of the hotel. I'm an educator at the time, so I got a good job. So everything should be okay. Well, the problem is I never dealt with me. Mm. Never dealt with things or issues from when I was younger and all that other stuff. So at that moment, just overwhelming, this overwhelming feeling came. And it was very difficult to try to put it into words, but it just felt like a booming feeling inside my chest. Now, on the television at the time was four different televangelists. And I don't know any player who's waiting to get into something sexual who's going to have teleministry on the hotel television. That's just me. <laughs> so each minister for the next two hours and a half an hour increments spoke to a different aspect of my life. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And But I never turned the channel. 
The last one was 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 Pastor T.D. Jakes. Shout out to T.D. Jakes. He said, he told a story about a man with no legs who heard about Jesus coming. He said he was 36 years old. And if you knew Jesus was coming, even that leg, you could have rolled yourself into a position to see him. And I'm thinking, I'm 36. Wait a minute. And I'm, I'm like, and my grandmother, and this is where, and again, any ladies that's listening, grandmothers, please don't stop planting those seeds in your wayward young men's heads because every one of those Christian seeds that my grandmother planted started to pop open because of my tears. <sighs> I literally got down on my knees and I said, okay, God, what is it that you want? Because this, this just ain't working. And at that moment, the thing that came to my heart was you got to go home and fix home. That's why you're not happy. You're not, you're living a lie. And when I got up and wiped the tears from my face, I called my grandmother because at that time she was still alive. And I said, grandma, listen, I think I heard God's voice. What do I do? And like the Southern Christian Baptist that she was, she said, well, do whatever the hell he told you to do and leave me alone and hung up the phone. I was like, ain't this, what is this? So I called my partner who I taught with, who used to always explain to me how God had helped him to overcome drug addiction. He used to always joke with me. He said, Keith, you're going to be a powerful Christian whenever you give in to God. Cause I know your family is connected to God. It's just, when you come home, God is going to do some things with you. And I said, Mike, why do you always tell me that when I see you? Why do you always fill me with this? I don't just tell me the stories, man. I don't, eh. so I called him and said, Mike, this is going to sound crazy. I think I heard God's voice. What do I do? And he said, well, first of all, congratulations that he chose you to speak to. He said, one, when you come back to New York, you got to come to church. And we got to start you with studying the words so you can understand who God is. He hmm. said, then I want you to get into godly conversations at least once a week so you can start to talk about God in a way that you can start to believe it. He said, and third, I want you to eventually join a faith-based church so you and God can have an even deeper committed relationship. He said, but don't worry if you don't find a church right away because church is wherever you're going to be. Hmm. I said, okay, no problem. And then the route, the return route was the hardest thing. How do I go home and try to start fixing a relationship that I've been in for almost three and a half, almost four years now, and got to tell the woman that I've been with that I haven't been monogamous. And it was just kind of crazy because I knew I had to do it. And I wasn't sure what to do. And that was the start of the redemption. But it doesn't change there. You don't become something new because now, oh, I heard God's voice. That's where the work starts. It took a year and a half after that, actually. So thank you for that. Appreciate that. Sure. Lots of questions thrown in here. <laughs> Ton of stuff All I wrote right. down here. So uh, first off, right. what, what does the voice of God sound like? I, I've heard this several times. And it usually ends up just being more of a feeling. You mentioned a, a, a blooming feeling, yeah, which that's, is very curious. You're right on point because what it is, it's your voice, meaning like the, the same voice that you hear in your head. So it's not like a separate so voice comes. It, it's you. But what happens is your thoughts are amplified because there you seem for me, and I don't want to speak for anybody else. Yeah. I felt like everything inside my chest was connected to everything that I was hearing in terms of the conversation with myself. And it Did wasn't- Did you take any drugs? No, 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 no <laughs> drugs, no alcohol. And actually, no, I gave up I gave up doing any type of drug. I used to smoke marijuana way back in 1987. I gave Ooh, it up when I was in college. Um, gave it up in, in 1987, but I, I did have drinks and I wasn't buying any drinks. I always tell the ladies, bring something if you want. That's a cheap way of getting them to bring the booze so you ain't got to pay for it. But uh, free <laughs> game for all you folks who want to go that route. But that's this free game. But oh, no, there was no drinks, no nothing that night. And um, so I was clear of mind and spirit and body and all of that. 
And mm. that's what it was. And that amplified sound that comes through in the conversation that you're having is because it's a clarity that you have. It's the clarity of what the conversation is with yourself, the feelings connected to that conversation, and the fact that what you're getting from it is answering something that you're dealing with. So then I was led to somebody else, my mother, my grandmother, and my friend, because they were children of God who listened to God and never stopped pouring into me. My grandmother told me I would be a pastor when I was a child and never stopped telling me that, even when I didn't want to hear it. But they told me the same. There you go. Didn't make it though. No, you did. I'm gonna tell you, why. you may have never preached in a church, but if you came to serve God in any capacity, then you did become that. I didn't. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Big reveal here. Atheist, not okay, a believer. That's yeah. That's no. no, that's no cool. yeah. And that's, that's a beautiful thing too, because even in, in being an atheist, you're allowing folks to have opportunities to do it, right? But having opportunity to have that conversation back yes. and forth 100 civil coverage I, I love this that's, what, that's why we do this there but I, there's a ton of questions that come with everything come of course so the uh uh getting things from the bible like like you had yes. uh your grandmother giving you these words you know be a better man be a better man and be like i'm sure she said like jesus be like jesus at some point no she never actually no my grandmother always said just use the bible as a guy Use let the Bible. God guide you. <laughs> yeah, let, let this. My grandmother was a devout Christian. Bible is a guy. She was sensible. She was sensible in the sense that she knew every person was going to see or use the Bible in their own capacity. So her whole thing was use it to guide you. Yes. Every time I would call her and say I had a problem, she said, "Did you pray about it?" I'm like, "Grandma, I just want answers." I ain't. She said, "Pray about it first, then call me." All right, no problem. And I would do that. So one of the things that she taught me was just, you have to read it and, and, and take it for what it is for you. And she would go to church often. Me and church has never been on a, a working, like I was never super comfortable sitting in church because I always had questions. Yeah. And I used to get in trouble when I asked a lot of questions. So what I had learned over the years was that I developed studying it for myself and then being able to sit with pastors to have a conversation and not scared to not just talk to pastors. And it's actually interesting that you and I are talking as they, I have a bunch of atheist friends and we sit and hang out simply because I don't judge you by what you choose. Because at the end of the day, neither one of us are going to know what happens on that other side. We won't be here to talk about it. We'll <laughs> see, whatever. But the conversation is necessary. So I have to know for me. And that's yeah. what it is. It's a solo journey for me that I then extend by what I do, mm. not by what I try to convince other people to believe. Unfortunately, we have too many who try to convince you to feel the way they feel. Hence, there's no real communication. It's me now trying to indoctrinate you. Why? No, not, 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 excuse me, not necessary. Yeah. No, just totally trying to understand. That's why I'm here. I, I, sure. A lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. A lot of things you've been saying doesn't uh -huh. add up for me. And so that's where the questions oh. come in. Um, yes, I'm here. The Bible is a guide. So I'm just going to refer to um, a song. Flogging Molly has a song called Float. Uh, don't, uh, what is it? Don't sink the boat you built to float. And I think of that as a family, a family unit. Okay. I built this family unit. That's my boat. I don't want to sink it. I don't want to do things to screw it up. I want to try and okay. be the best person I can, the best father, the best husband, the best whatever. Okay. So I don't want to sink that boat. So I see that as a guidance. That's guiding me through my life. I love the song, the beat. Apologize for the Air Force next door. It's kind of loud. Gotcha. <laughs> but I get my guidance from different things like that. Now, you get your guidance from the Bible. And now that is where I have an issue. There's so okay. many things in there that just aren't good things to guide us 
Um, okay. A lot of these laws and rules that Yahweh had come up with that he says are perfect, loving, perfect, and righteous, whatever. These are his laws, things he likes, things he liked to happen. And I have a lot of problems with that. His, his whole choice on bloodshed for forgiveness, I have a problem with that. The, the whole thing, you, you mentioned David, that David and Bathsheba situation. Well, mm -hmm. how did he fix that? Well, the, the enemies of him, the enemies of Yahweh showed contempt to him. So he killed the child that David and Bathsheba had. Not yeah. only killed it, but he made it suffer for seven days with a sickness before mm -hmm. he killed it. Mm -hmm. And I have a problem with that. I have a problem with the flood. I have a problem with the trees in the garden. I have, a problem with eternal <laughs> I have a problem with eternal hellfire. Mm -hmm. None of this stuff that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Eternal punishment, just because I don't believe him. I have not seen him on the road to Damascus. He has not shown himself to me to punish mm -hmm. me for eternity. I don't think that's quite fair. I don't think that's quite just. He calls it just. I call it disgusting and pointless. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about these things such as let's go with hell? I have not had that road to Damascus situation. You mm -hmm. have. Many mm -hmm. of the people I talk to have claimed to mm -hmm. have that. I can get mm -hmm. feelings and guidance from songs, movies, books, um, the people around me um, mm -hmm. that, that set a good example, stuff like that. But when I go to the Bible, when I go to this book, this book that tells me to burn witches and kill gay people, I have a problem using that as guidance. So, well, I think, I think what has to happen is I think that's where the individuality comes in. I think you have to be willing to step and say, I won't do that and be okay with it. See, the what? thing is, now, when you mentioned uh, not, not, not believe, but here's the thing. When you talk about David, right? Yeah. I've heard if I believe it, I don't have to try to force you to. If you think it's disgusting, okay. Do you, do you find that okay, say, though? Yes, because that's actually what makes us unique. I'm not supposed to feel the way you feel. I'm not supposed to think the way you think. Even inside church, if I feel differently, who will I answer to if my belief is what it is? God, right? I don't have to answer it to man. It's not I'm not supposed to make it make sense to man because God actually says in the Bible, you don't have to make it make sense because you're not going to understand everything I do. I don't try to. I don't try to convince others that it's okay for them. I only tell you what works for me. Now, some people will say to me, you're crazy. That's okay. <laughs> I have no problem with that because what happens is I can't make sense of something that I don't have all the answers to. So instead of lying and trying to come up with something to try to make it make sense, I tell the truth. It works for me. If it doesn't work for somebody else, that's okay. That's the beauty for me of what it is because you don't have the answers. And yeah. I believe that's what actually leads us to actual conversation as an educator. I tell kids all the time, your teachers are not smarter than you. They got to the information first. That doesn't mean that when you get to the information, you may not see something that they didn't see and build something that they've never even thought of. Yeah. The goal is to be able to have the conversation and have honest conversations about what you think, feel, and believe. Yeah. Is there proof to what I say? Possibly. Because in my mind, where does perfection exist? There's only one place. Well, the God that tortured David's oh, kid. My oh, my mind is perfect? You say torture, right? Well, but, it's sickness, yeah. but it's sickness. You look at sickness as torture. Yeah. Do you? Okay. So, no, sickness happens. Just like people suffer from COVID. My mother died of COVID, right? But if, what if I gave it to you on purpose? Gave it to me on purpose? Yeah, that would be a problem. Right. So problem, Yahweh actually. gave this child a sickness on purpose, and then it died seven days later. So it suffered because, with a but sickness. It's, but it's seven. actually the result of what? How was the child conceived? Uh, 
Well, that doesn't matter. It says because uh, no, Yahweh was the, the enemies of Yahweh showed contempt because of mm -hmm. David's sin. So because the enemies of Yahweh showed contempt mm -hmm. towards mm -hmm. Yahweh, mm -hmm. the child had to suffer and die. Not because of the sin that happened. He mm -hmm. forgave him of that. And, and Bathsheba found a, a loophole. But because mm -hmm. the enemies showed contempt, then Yahweh had a problem. The bad guys mm -hmm. are showing contempt towards me. So now this child has to die because it makes me look bad. And, and, and I can't, what I agree with, ever a child being tortured? No, but I can't question, I can't argue with something that I can't actually sit and question. So I have to say, I don't agree with that. But if that's the choice that was made, it's still out of my hands. See, the thing is, I can be, two things can be right at the same time. Something can, can be wrong and I can still be like, I can't answer it. Hmm. Do I agree that the child should have suffered? No. Do I have any control to stop it? No. And should I now stop what works for me because of that? No, because I don't push it on anyone else. If somebody says that's the, the dividing line for them, okay, no problem. I can't, see, the thing is, I can't make somebody feel what I feel. It's beyond a feeling for the me at this I point, live. Keith, though. I mean, yeah. the, the feelings, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I can get the feelings from songs and movies and books mm -hmm. and, and interactions okay. with human beings. I can get the same feeling. But these people- Not necessarily, they're not these, mine. They're these not people- mine. You can feel that way. You can. Yeah. But that's it. So these people- that's all, you can, that's all you can give the world. These people aren't child killers. They're not documented child killers. Okay. So at that point, mm -hmm. I see them as more of a moral high ground than somebody mm -hmm. that does kill children. And that's where I'm at with that. So, and I, I have a problem with it. Listen, a lot of stuff in the Old Testament, I read and I go, I don't agree with. But the reason, again, when I look at it is I do look at how things change. I look at what the New Testament presents. But at the same time, the things that I don't understand, I don't sit and spend a lot of time trying to make it make sense when there's no way we can. When you really think about what you're asking, right? Well, it's very me. verbatim. I mean, if we read it. No, no. And we, if we do just a little says. bit of research, we can find out, you know, in these certain mm -hmm. circumstances, what's going on. Mm -hmm. So you, you mentioned what stuff I said to make it make sense. I didn't say what it read. I said to make it make sense when we don't have all the answers. We're interpreting. It, it does make We're sense when you think about these people. They didn't know where the sun went at night. They thought, you know, Granted. storm deities were still existing Granted. and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, of course, a child dies. It was sick for seven days. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? God was mad because of somebody didn't didn't respect him enough or something you know these are just gotcha. stories that people come up with well you get the and same I, thing with, you get the same well, thing with my, like zeus and all that you know no and that's fine but let me ask you this question with that and that's right. actually interesting i like that so then once a person acknowledges that that's not the best thing that should happen for anyone yeah. what happens well we choose the best way or the better way we, we for, choose the less for, harm way for who for anybody for everybody for the but, situation that's best, the least harmful. For them, right? So you're saying it was harmful to God? No, I'm saying oh. when God makes when God makes a move like that, that we can't understand, like, and it's to us completely out of whack. As the individuals here, you and I sitting here now, if I acknowledge and say you are 100% right, based on what it written, that's, that's way out of left field. What do we do then? We keep reading. We keep reading. And then what? Well, we, we weigh the things that are in there. We weigh the good versus the bad. Right. I see, I see, love your neighbor. But you know what? There's a bunch of other religions that say the same thing. So that's not really mm -hmm. that unique. Let's throw that out. I see okay. blood sacrifices needed for forgiveness. I see 
child slaughtering for jealous reasons. I mm-hmm. see all kinds of, I see a plan that, that means setting the bad guy loose upon his own creations and people. I don't see what's good here. I really don't. No, I, I don't I, see I, the good I, in it. You don't see the good in any of it at all. I just like, like I said, the, the love your neighbor part. That's great. I love it. But you know what? All kinds of religions say the same thing. And even religions that came before Christianity said the same thing. So it's not that unique and it's I'm not, not that special. That. So I can just I, throw it away. It was. I, it's for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not arguing with you. I don't debate you on that. I never said Christianity is better than any of the other faiths. I actually think all of the faiths are interconnected because of what goes on in Christianity. They're all interconnected. They all say the same thing. Feed those that are hungry, take care of those that are poor, be righteous, and make sure you're trying to live the best life possible. So who came up with it first? I don't know. Buddhism. That's the love your neighbor. I believe it was Buddhism or Hinduism, one of those two. And again, I don't know that. There's no way for any of us to know that. We can. There's just a little Google search. It'll show you. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, I've simplified I'm well, that's pretty is, simple. That's no, 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 no. What I'm saying is the information had to be entered into Google. Now, come on now. You're smarter than that. Right. You can still do your research. You can still find no, no, it. I mean, I'm, and I'm talking about research. What I'm saying is research is still about interpretation of information that was acquired, correct? <laughs> no, no. But it's, it's, it's about information that was acquired. And it's information that was handed off and passed on to those to be able to re- be retained, correct? I'm so guessing, there's, yes. no, there's no actuality to knowing that any particular information from any resource is 100%. The only thing 100% factual is that we breathe air. How do you know? Because it, that's that's what we believe, right? How do you that's know you're actually breathing air and you're not just connected to a well, computer we, somewhere? We, See? No, no, but that's what's <laughs> that's, I like that one too. I got to add that. And that's, and that's to my point of what I'm saying is that because we don't know anything that you put down. Uh-huh. It's going to have a, a moniker of truth to it. So it's still going to come down to the individual choice of the person. That is why there's no reason to try to indoctrinate anybody to what you believe, because there is a basis for any person's choice to believe, not to believe, or what they believe. There's no reason to actually try to become or try to, to move someone into position that I want you to believe this because at the end of the day, if it works for them and they're still able to be an active, productive person in society, then they have to live with whatever choices they make. There's a difference I between- it, I simplify it simply because it, it, to me, it, it's a debate about what went on that neither one of us can actually go back to take and see what actually happened. It, I think it's, a, it, it's between indoctrination and explaining. I don't, I don't, I'm not here to be indoctrinated. You're not here to be indoctrinated. I just want an explanation, something that would help me understand. Because Because a lot of it is very confusing. The Egyptian beast is is big too. When we look at what actually was, was, was presented in Egypt long before Christianity was actually created. So there's, there's proof to what went on in Africa that actually speaks to what was actually created with Christianity. I don't discount any of that. I choose to be a Christian, but I don't close my mind off to everything else that's out there. Even from this conversation, I'll go back and I'll take a look at some things because if there's something that I can add from what you said, that's going to help me get closer to the people that I'm trying to help. I have no problem with that because not everybody is going to travel the same path to whatever it is that they're trying to get to. My thing is you and I, just the fact that you and I can sit here and have this conversation without it spiraling down to insults and foolishness and all of that, <laughs> or threats of violence or whatever, and you being Terrible. white and I being black, and we want to go through all the monikers, but the <laughs> fact that we can still smile and enjoy each other's company, that's what it's about for me. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't speak to anybody else because what happens is people attach such emotion to something that at the very 
genesis of it. You don't have visual, like if you and I sit in a bar and we both see a same pretty woman. We can say that night we were sitting at the bar, that gorgeous woman went by, you remember Mike? She looked tremendous. <laughs> Fine, that's something that we both saw. So anybody who comes to either one of us and says, she's not attractive, hold on. I was there that night when she was <laughs> as different. There's not a person alive to be able to do that. So the stories that get passed on, we hope have been kept in the same frame that they were created. But what we've noticed, and I do this with kids in school, I take a simple thing of, I came from home, I got a flat tire, I ran five minutes late. And then we played the game telephone. telephone you know that yeah, by the yeah, time yeah. the last kid comes through, Mr. B was out, he got mad at his wife, his car went off the road. And it's like, where did all that come from? Because people add a little bit more, take uh -huh. away a little bit as we go. So what I do when I look at it is I consider how does that work for me? Does that allow me to be able to help other people and to grow from that? And does that put me in a position to be a quality person in this planet? That's what I look at. I don't make it that difficult because if you do, we could sit here for months and still come back to the same spot. You don't believe in God, I do. Right. Well, I think <laughs> I think the problem for me, it follow, you're following a book that has a lot of horrible, horrible things in it. I it tells you book. that's not the only thing I'm following. I believe in the book. Yes. You're you're, you're following the guy that came up with the rules and the laws that that it's, I find disgusting. And that's okay. That's okay because it's, it's is it I though? Think, is it, yes? Because I look at what I do. You're looking <sighs> at one piece that's added to what I learned from. I'm looking that's at the guy you're following, that his no, attributes, that, that's his personality, his characteristics. I get, I get that, but that's not how I live my life. Yes, that's how the book is written. Can't fight that. So why try. why follow this then? Because, why follow this? Because my life has been, my the, the things that I follow in that book has allowed me to reach and touch some tremendous people. But not all of it. I mean, you obviously don't use the part where it says to burn your prostitute daughter at the stake or no. or keep slaves. No, I, you don't I keep those problem, parts. I would have a problem if I was requested to do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would, I would have. But here's the thing, no, no, but I don't, I don't have a problem with saying what I would be, what I would have an issue with. And yes, there's times I read and I, and I question. That doesn't mean that I'm changing that. Two things can be right at the same I'm time. I'm glad I you question. Yeah, go ahead. I'm glad you question. No, I'm glad. Oh, no, you, I'm you're glad. supposed yeah. to question. Yeah. But do you it, find it, the answers? No, but you, you look for the answers, but there is no answer. That's the unique thing that makes us. There is no answer because. That's scary. Of course, there's no. an answer. Is there? There yes. is an answer. I'm saying the answer. There's always like, answers. 42. But I'm 42. talking about the answer. 42, according 42. to. That's the answer to the, the ultimate question. Uh, you know, the galaxy, ultimate guide to the galaxy. Or dang it, I'm butchering it right now. I know this whole series in the movies, but anyways, there's a movies in a book. The answer to the ultimate question is 42. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There it is. You know what's funny is, you, and you picked the one movie I did not finish. I'm a big, I'm a big. <laughs> and what's funny is I'm a big sci-fi. Oh, I'm I love everything. You picked the one movie I did not finish because I just, at, at part of it, I was just like, I'm not digging this. And I never actually finished. That's why I said, is that what he's talking about? And most deaf is, <laughs> is it most deaf doesn't most deaf show up in that? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah, the newer okay. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the idea is, it might actually, I enjoy the conversation because I've had friends, like I said, wait this and we go through this on a regular. I have no problem with any position that a person takes because I can't answer it. So I don't fake it to try to answer just to sound intelligent. No, because then you come off sounding stupid and you don't come off real. I cannot argue with somebody who says, Keith, your belief in this is just foolish. Okay, I have to accept that. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay if somebody thinks that I'm foolish. I don't think you're okay. foolish. 
No, no, so I'm, I'm, whatever, whatever, no, no, whatever it is, because okay. whatever, whatever it is, the reason why is because I know what I do when I get up in the morning, I know what I do when I go to bed at night, but I also know the lives that I've tried to save based on how I see myself as a man connected to a faith that I believe. Is it, is it the, is it the faith that's going to work for everybody? No, it's not. So without the faith, would you still try and save lives? Probably yes. So what's, why do you need the faith then? Because I like what I get from it. Comfort. Guidance and comfort. Comfort's there, of course. But well, we, we've just established you can't get total guidance from this book. Please do not get total guidance from this Did book. Did you hear me say total guidance? You, <laughs> I, love, I, can, I, love, I love the manipulation of words. It's fantastic. I love that. You add what I didn't say, but it's cool because I never said I get total guidance. You know where I get total guidance from? Hmm. The comfort of laying next to my wife and know I'm doing it right. Hey. Because her love, her love, mm. as well as the fact that I know I've saved lives through over the years after changing mine. Once I changed my life and saw things differently, I was able to do more than I did the first 37 years. The last 17 have been outstanding. And I give that credit to a belief in something that other people may not believe. So, but I yeah. cannot, but you can say, but you might have been that way. With, and that's okay because you're probably right. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't think you need it. No, there's no, well, that's okay. You said you don't what? You said you don't think, right? I don't, yeah, I don't think you need it. Yeah. Think is an assumption. Well, I guess and maybe I'm assuming that you don't need it. And that's because what I'm talking about. And that's okay. Lots that's of people beauty. don't. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it. The assumption, the thinking part is the challenge, is the conversation. It's okay. Because so which part of it makes sense to you? Which part of this whole, this whole shenanigans the whole holy bible which part is, is the i like you said the shenanigans part it's like ah, i'm gonna dig at it while you're here that's good i don't mean an insulting no, no, way honestly okay. no you did but it's okay I it's didn't. okay because you know that some church folks Keith, lose i did not you call their holy book shenanigans but you like that i go i like okay when i look at jesus the walk of jesus right and i i like when i look at the four gospels in the new testament i like when you look at jesus's walk his discussion with his disciples, his discussion with people who were who were ill and, and that he had conversation with, his discussions with Pharisees and Sadducees of the time, because they remind me of church folks of today. And what I what I like is that when he came in, he said, if you really understood who I was, you wouldn't be here hating me, because all I did was perform miracles, but yet you hate me. So if we look at human mindset, they were living very well, because that period of time between the Old Testament and the New Testament is supposedly 400 years. So for 400 years, what would, a, what would a people do if they had no contact with their deity? They would grow and create whatever they felt was whatever. So when you look at the Pharisees and Sadducees, when we get to the New Testament, they were in place. Everything was right. Hmm. Now, this guy shows up and tells us we're doing it all wrong. So the idea is when I see that, it reminds me of things that I see going on right now. So for me, the walk of Jesus is one, simply because when he spoke in those last seven days, it was to correct and to confirm but I think it's also a great example of how to deal with some very difficult situations, whether you believe it or not. Even up to the last days of the crucifixion, when he shows you, and again, it's a matter of what you believe, and if it's man in God form, right? And that's a debate that I've that's heard. That's a whole have. confusing question. Right it is. But if you look at man in God form, when you look at when he said, and he shows you at different times that you see the man side and the God side at work. And because I actually deal with counseling, I see people struggle sometimes with a duality inside themselves when I'm sitting and going through mm. um, counseling sessions where you have, he sees, he calls out the God and says, take away this chalice from me. 
But if this is thy will, then let it be done. So the human side is saying, I don't want to deal with what I'm sent here to do. But the God side says, what if this is what I'm supposed to do? Let's do it. So when I look at that as a counselor, when I'm working with somebody who's dealing with a problem, I'm able to get them to understand that the book that they believe in shows that there is sometimes that duality of, I don't want to do this, but I need to. Okay, let's, let's, let's drum down on it. Let's try to talk about that. So mm -hmm. when I say guidance, it allows me to use a medium that a lot of people are connected to to be able to help them through that. But I'm Stories. not blinded that other people do not believe that. So if I'm sitting with someone secular, it may just be, you know, when you have your inner voice say, go left, go right, this is what you need to consider. So I'm able to, to not push hmm. people in that direction to see them where they are. So for me, Jesus does that when he meets certain people who don't believe. He has that conversation. Even the people who well, are quote unquote church folks at the time, why do you eat with the sinners? Why do you eat with the the, the, the why do you eat the Jews? Exactly. Why do you bother with that? He says, because I don't think that was a good thing. Saved, I'm here for those that are sick. So again, it's the it's the principle of the, the the walk that I like. I don't get caught up into, but do you believe this? Do you believe that part? Is anything ever exactly what somebody said? Voice recorded, maybe. <laughs> not necessarily it's still warped when you hear yourself do you believe you sound like that yes i've heard it enough holy cow like i'll say certain words like uh let's see is there any, do you have any issues the word issues for me because i hear myself saying that word all the time so yeah 100 percent. yeah it's weird you get used to it though after a while yeah it's just what you sound like i sound like this 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 is what i sound like to myself yeah oh, i hear him now there we go hey okay. oh no was, Internet okay, connection like, is unstable. That's my. You know, I was like, no. See, there we go. And, you know, some church folks would say, "See, that's the devil." But no, But no, and I and I and I'm so glad that you asked that question. And like I said, that's what it is for me. I deal with secular folks, and simply because I think if we if we deal with each person where they are, hmm. have that conversation, then people can feel comfortable. Because I think what happens is we feel a certain way. And we don't want to budge from it. So we don't even allow ourselves to have conversations that's contradictory to what we say we believe because we're worried we're going to be shown to be a certain way. I have no problem with somebody saying, he don't know what the hell he's talking about. That's okay. It's okay. Well, let, let, let me take this route for a second, if you will. Sure, come on. Spider-Man comics or movies. Yes. Uh, yes. We, we can agree that there's morals in there, correct? Yes, they attempt. Good yes. stuff. Lots of yes. good stuff in there. Spider-Man yes. saves kids. Spider-Man saves the bad guys even. He even tries to turn the bad guys good. And so I think that is go a good way. moral thing to do. And Correct. So things don't go his way. And there's comics where Spider-Man said, the hell with it, I'm just going to do me. Well, you do have those versions of Spider-Man, 100%. Oh, yes. yes. And forgot that Uncle Ben's whole responsibility, the dark Spider-Man was like, nah, I'm tired. I'm going to use this power to do me. Mary Jane yeah. don't want me. I'm tearing up the world. Yeah. Okay. Multiverse Spider-Man. You're going all... <laughs> I love so, it. Yes. I, yeah. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Marvel junkie. So, but so at what point, that... though? At what point, though? Like, we, we both oh, love Spider-Man. When we watch Spider-Man, and mm -hmm. if we watched him get mad and kill a bunch of kids, or yes. if we watched him put out a sickness to everybody yes. and then required somebody to die... In yes. order for him to give that cure back up, would yes. we still see him as a hero? Would he still be the hero of that story? Not at that moment, but then the minute that he figures it out and comes back and saves a hundred kids, people will forget. I will not remember. forget when you slaughter oh, no, a I, bunch of kids. I will I not forget that. when you hold ransom, a blood ransom over I, somebody's head. I understand that, but having Spider-Man right there 
Spider-Man was part of the Civil War series, right? Correct. You remember how the Civil yeah. War series started? Uh, I don't remember how it ended, but go ahead. Spoiler alerts. Hold on, everybody. Spoiler alerts. No, no, spoiler. No, Civil War, the comic. <laughs> the comic, yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 or 90 kids died because mm. in trying, when the young warriors or whatever their names was, was trying to apprehend the, the, the villain called Nuke or whatever his name was, mm. he turned himself into a nuclear bomb and basically annihilated a school in Connecticut. So did Spider-Man purposefully Spider kill those there. kids? Well, Spider-Man was the one that said, what do we do now that these kids have gotten killed? And he was like, okay, he's still going to do what he do. And he was the one that sided with Tony Stark that all heroes need to be registered mm. um, simply because powers need to be regulated. And then he started thinking about it and said, no, because Captain America said, no, these things happen. Captain Accidents America. happen. Captain America, these things happened. And that's what created the whole Civil War. The Civil War that you saw in the movies was not oh, the was comic not Garbage. That was garbage. In yeah. the comic version, you had heroes killing heroes because the idea was we shouldn't be regulated. No, you should be. And this is what went on. And it yeah. came down to Captain America and Iron Man going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Captain America getting killed. So at the but end, at what point did Spider-Man kill kids, though? No, what I'm saying is, well, Spider-Man, Spider-Man killed, well, no, when he was dark Spider-Man, he did kill bad guys. So they deserve to die because they committed a crime? I don't know. I don't think so. Depends on the crime, well, maybe. The I don't know. So it's a really tough children, subject. I, I, I maybe some it. priests. In, in, in those times, in those times. Nazis. No, I, I understand. When we kill children, anytime children are, 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 are killed, it is, it is mm -hmm. just ridiculous. And the problem I have with that is that if we're going to have that argument, then we got to extend it to everything else okay, because we have a lot of things that sh kill children that no one speaks to. Okay. So it I don't have the power to stop it. And I'm not actually the problem. The difference and, is, sorry, sorry. Keith. There you go. There but you the go. difference no, is no. I'm not God. I don't have yeah. that power. I have yeah. not actually physically done it. Like the Passover. What do you think happened to the Passover? Well, he made that happen. He said before they even the whole thing began, he told Moses right off the bat, I'm going to kill Pharaoh's son. That's my goal. He made it happen. He hardened the heart. He did everything he could to make that happen. And he killed a bunch of kids along That's with it. That's your interpretation of him when he said he, he hardened Pharaoh's heart. What do you think that means? Hmm. That's a debate that's come up a lot. Some people say that he didn't give uh, Pharaoh any assistance in finding the kindness in his heart. Some people said, no, he made him feel that way. Um, did he soften so his heart? Debate. No. Okay. Well, right there's the problem. He okay. took the bad route. He took the hardened heart route. He well, never was once route, was that the route that Pharaoh chose because of his behavior. He, I don't care what Pharaoh chose. Yahweh, the ultimate loving being, chose to harden instead of soften. Same thing with the flood. He chose he chose to drown every kid, puppy, and kitten instead of changing hearts. He changed things oh, for the bad. He, That's what I've so seen. If he changes your heart, right? Doesn't that take away the free will that he offers you? What What do you think hardening my heart does? Well, that's the thing. That's the same hardening. thing. No, no. If I don't offer you softening and you, your heart is hardened. See, that's the debate. There's the no free hardening. will. No, no. There's the, no free will. There's no free will. I, I, listen, that's an argument. Point and to me is, a spot that tells you that everybody gets free will. Hmm. Judas. Judas. Yeah. He had an opportunity to not do because Jesus said, don't you have something to do? He didn't have to. He made a choice. Okay, did God set him on that path of if he didn't do that, yeah, Jesus wouldn't have we died. Don't, we don't know. That's the what if. I can't play the what if game because then you can fill in any part of the narrative that you want. You asked me to give you an example. Judas made a choice. People I don't see this free will, though. 
Yeah. Well, he made a choice because even Jesus asked him, don't you have something to do? He could have at that moment said, listen, guys, I sold y'all out. He could have been, he didn't have to go. He made a choice. And what would have happened? We don't know. See, the what if exactly. game. Exactly. Jesus wouldn't that. have no. died. Yahweh's no, 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 whole plan no, no. would have fallen no, apart. No, no, no. See, that's the thing. Stop right there. You For cannot God play so the what if the world. Game. He you gave his only begotten son. That all those that believe. Yeah. So he did this. This was his plan. His entire plan was for Jesus to die. And for that to happen, Judas had to, to betray yeah, him. But the idea is, but he still had a choice. Romans 9, 18. Yahweh mm -hmm. has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy. Yes. And he hardens whom he wants to harden. Okay. I don't There's so many that, different spots in here that tell us we do not get free will. In 1 Kings 22, mm -hmm. Yahweh sends a lying spirit to a bunch of prophets to entice a king named Ahab into attacking Romoth Gilead, ending in the death of Ahab. That was the whole point. Yahweh said, I need somebody to go over there and, and convince Ahab to do it. Lying spirit comes around and says, hey, I can do it. And Yahweh's like, great idea. Go ahead. Why? That's not free will. That man did not have wait, a wait, choice. How did Ahab die? A lying spirit sent him okay. off to his death. And lying spirit was sent by Yahweh. Okay. There's all kinds of spots in here where we but have. He had made, well, I got you. But he had also made the choice to align himself with the woman that believed in the Bali priest. So he wasn't connected to God to begin with. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact what Yahweh did. I no, don't care I don't, what he I did. Argue, no, no. I understand what you're saying about so God. So he didn't so have free question, will, though. So, no. Well, again, that's the, that's the debate. My question to you is this. I, I, was, I concede ahead. everything that you're saying. What do we do now? If anybody that's listening, that's having debates or with themselves. Uh -huh. So I'm going to ask you, I can see that everything that you're saying, yes, it's hard. So now what do we do? Well, we can't say that we all get free will at this point. Okay. I agree. Okay. So what do we, we do? Well, we don't start believing that we all get free will. We got to stop that right now. Well, it should be a, okay. I just, I agree with that. All right, cool. So we so don't all get free will. We, no. What do we offer those that now are torn? What do you mean the torn? You just reached out and said, okay, you don't have this, but your Bible says you do. Yeah. So people are going to be torn. What do you offer the people that you now have ripped away the veil of what they believe? What do you offer them? Well, believe in yourself first off. Holy cow, not invisible people. No, no, no. no. I, no, no. I, and, I got and, that. So yeah. how do you do that if a person has been raised to believe this? How do you? Well, I'm not a counselor, man. I'm ah, just here to point no, out the problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The reason why I turned it and I want to ask you a question, because what I'm saying to you is there's nothing wrong with pointing out what's wrong. But if you're now not going to offer comfort to now the information that you presented, what are we doing? So we're holding on to religion just because it's no, comforting? I didn't say that. I said, what do you offer? I don't. I reality, Keith. Yes, I, I offer, offer reality. Something. Reality is harsh. It's, it's, it's not pleasant at some times, you but you know what? It is reality. And I'd rather live in the real world than Narnia. But reality, or, or, but reality, but reality is difficult for many people. Yeah. And that's where therapy comes in, but we don't and need an invisible man though. That's the, that's well, the difference there. I don't need an invisible child killer to help me guide through life. Well, we can find you, other ways. You label it that way. If you label it that way for you, it's truth. Is he, is he invisible? <laughs> is he invisible? Yes. To, is he yes. a child killer? Children have died under his watch. Yes. Under his Guys, watch? Yes. No, he has actually caused yes, it before, I, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's a doc, an invisible documented child killer. What sounds better? Worshiping Spider-Man, who doesn't <laughs> kill a bunch of kids, except for the dark Spider-Man. 
or so, an invisible sorry, documented sorry, child sorry. killer who thinks so we should kill homosexuals, witches, and have slaves. Yeah, but I don't think if you look at the New Testament, homosexuals and slaves are actually even mentioned. Where in the New Testament does it say, don't kill homosexuals, don't own love slaves, thy neighbor, don't thy kill neighbor like you would Love thy neighbor like you would love God. Unless he's gay, a witch, or Where a slave. Where does it say that in the New Testament? Where does it, it say, say not to? No, 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 listen to me. It you says, can't just lump that into everything no, he said but before. That's what it that's says. Perfect. I've come here to reduce it to two things. Love God with all thy, thy, thy might. Uh -huh. And love thy neighbor like you would love God. It doesn't say actually anything about homosexuals in the New Testament. That is not true, Keith. That there. is not true. Where does it talk about homosexuals in the New Testament? It definitely talks about homosexuals in the New Testament. Where? And I'm pulling it up right now. First Corinthians. I mean, no, I, listen, I, I'll, I'll read it because I think First you're not supposed, Corinthians to, not supposed to lay with a man. Nine you're and not ten. supposed to lay with a man that you that you say, but you're talking about death to homosexuals. I yes. Said, oh, let me get to it. Hold on, Keith. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Come on. Yeah. I'll, I'll Romans, Romans 1, 24 through 27. Therefore, yes. God gave them over to their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served and created things rather than the creator who is forever praised amen because of this god gave them over to their shameful lusts even their women exchanged natural sex relations for unnatural ones in the same way the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error what's the due penalty for being gay i can continue here uh let's see first corinthians 6 9 through 10 or do you not uh, or sorry, or do you not know uh, that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers of men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Romans tells us to kill them as we should be doing because that's what the Old Testament them. says. You said do, you said do penalty. What's due penalty. What penalty? do you think the due penalty is for the homosexuals? No, no, no. Ask what does the Bible say? No, no, one second. You can't ask me the question that I asked you to please explain to me. You didn't explain to me. You told me what it said that didn't explain it to me. And I'm asking for anybody that might be watching. Uh -huh. What does the due penalty mean? It may not be. It Leviticus 18.22 is the due penalty. Do not have sexual relations with a man. And I said. Well, where do you think I they said, get their ideas from? Yes, they go back to the Old Testament. What exactly. I'm saying is the New Testament is not talking about killing you because it actually is not saying kill you. You're saying due penalty. But it could also be your position in heaven because that's talked wow. about where does it say do not kill as it says to do in the old testament where does it say that where does it say what where does it say in the new testament do not kill as it no, as instructed it in the kill. old I'm testament saying it doesn't say to kill i didn't say it does not say not kill i'm saying it doesn't say to kill like it said in the old testament right but where are they, where are they getting the idea of the penalty from from well, the old jesus, testament correct jesus talking to the corinthians right it's, it's romans yes it's romans he's talking to the romans and he's explaining to the romans what how their church, and you're talking about, actually, you're talking about not Jesus, you're talking about Paul. It's not Jesus. Paul is actually explaining to the Romans how it needs to be set up, correct? And he's getting this information from? From God. Jesus. No, well, Jesus, Jesus is saying these things. No, Jesus, through Paul. Is it, no, not Jesus. God is talking to Rome, to Paul. Is Jesus, Jesus God? God's Jesus, no. Jesus. It, I, no, no, a... no, no. That's not, the, the triunity is not that. You can't lump them all together. It's a it's a what? it's a triunity. <laughs> it is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, depending on which version of Christianity faith you Please know. explain. Now my mind is blown here. So is it is it a it's thing God, all together? It's the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It's, Father, it's Son, triunity. And, and the Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost comes from triunity. From they're all extensions of God, but they're not God per se as one individual. It's, it's a triunity. 
right over. <laughs> I appreciate the effort though. <laughs> no, no, I, I, because I, like I said, it's, and it's, it's, it's actually, I, I love it. But the idea is that I think what happens is, I think what happens is that's the debate, the debate of homosexual. And I think that's where I don't see for me, again, I can only speak for me. I don't see where the New Testament fosters the murdering of individuals who do not believe in God, as the Old Testament did. It does speak to penalty. Is it the same God? The is, is it, yes, God is the same, yes. Okay, so but, does, but does, does God change? Yes, God didn't change, but the sacrifice made the penalties different. That was the sin debt that was paid with Jesus' sacrifice. So they still deserve That's, eternal hellfires, what you're telling me. Well, that's that's what's that's what's talked about. That those so, that don't believe in God would end up in hell. Yes, as the Bible states. So, but because somebody's attracted to another made, to the same sex, they deserve eternal hellfire. Do they deserve? That's not for me to say what they deserve. The Bible says so. No, that and and that's a part that I can say I don't agree with. So don't you don't agree, agree with that. God. I don't agree that that somebody who practices the same sex should end up in hell. But if that is what God prescribes, I can't do anything about that. But do I agree with it? No, I'm, I'm free. What to say? I don't agree with it. Okay, I don't so, agree. I don't think that if I don't think homosexuals should end up in hell. What about I, unbelievers? I, actually, I don't. I don't think that's the case. Wait, wait. I you don't, don't think that actually happened? That. Sorry, you don't think I'm. You don't think uh, homosexuals go to hell? Well, yeah, I think it does happen. Okay, do I agree? With it? No. Would See, you do? Is, what I do? What would you send homosexuals to hell? No, I don't play the what if game because that's the dangerous game, and I don't do that. That's 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 that right there. Would you slaughter children? No, no, and I hope I'm never put into a position to have to prove my faith like that from the Old Testament. And again, the what if game is a very dangerous game for anybody listening. Let's go into because that though. If, no, no, because the what if game because you don't know what if can be anything. No, that's what makes it great in the Marvel comics. It can be anything that you want it. Well, the cool what part is, is what, we have okay, stories. So let's turn this around. What if you're 100% wrong? We have some cool stories in here. What if that explain? What if you're 100%? No, no. Let me ask you a question. You asked me the what if game. What if you're 100% wrong? About what? About all of it. Specifically, about, about what? Okay. What if you're wrong that the way you're interpreting the way God moves is not what you think it is, but actually designed that the overall is going to taxi turn out to be outstandingly well? So you're that telling me that I could be I'm wrong. Asking. I'm not telling. I'm asking. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're, you're asking me. You. You're asking me if it could be wrong that yes, it could be. because the reason why I keep it in simple terms is simple. Because we can sit here and go through and 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 it's, instead of bouncing over, what happens is no, can I can't be wrong, apart. Keith. I can't be wrong. Can't slaughtering be wrong? Okay. the slaughtering and drowning of children. The way he does it, the, the the Abraham and Isaac story alone. He already knows the thoughts and and heart of I of Abraham and Isaac. So to test the man, to ask the man to kill his own son as a sacrifice to him is pointless. It's completely pointless. He already knows his heart. It's a disgusting story, and you know it's been used. It's been used by child killers. Oh, God told me to do it. He tested Abraham before. You know, he's testing me well, now. This, it's disgusting. Before he actually goes to put him on the altars, what does he say to his son? I don't recall. We'll What's he say? We'll be back. We'll be back? We'll be back. He where said that going? to his son. The, oh, son the, servant. Asked him, the son asked him, where are we going? He says, uh -huh. we'll be right back. He that knows doesn't mean anything. Back. No, but he has faith because he believes. No, he does because he said. God How said do you know? Because we don't know. That's the Exactly. So you're inserting this. 
No, he. It says the scripture says he says we'll be. But back you're inserting that part. We. It could mean all kinds of things. It but could just mean he doesn't want to tell the servant. He doesn't want to scare point. the kid to run away. That's, that's your assumption, and that's the that's your assumption, account. Keith. And how do you I know it's true? I don't know. It's what so I'm you don't. So it's an assumption. I just said that, and you're making an assumption. This is what I'm trying. You said it's the most disgusting story because of what was done. It is disgusting. I got it. I'm not disagreeing that you have the right to feel that way. I may not agree with you. Does God know everything? Look at the conversation as it's written. But does God know everything? As far as I believe, yes. Okay, so why did he need to test Abraham's heart? Because I think all men are tested in many ways. Why? I think we all are. I don't care. I don't have an answer. Why? I that doesn't make know. any sense. Does it make the sense to test something that you already know the answer to? But that's actually part of what's how scripture is written. As you look at it, it says that my ways are above your ways and my thoughts are above your thoughts. So it not doesn't make any sense, sense though, Keith, when we pile so up all the stuff that doesn't make to, sense. Hold on, hold on. So one question, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is everything supposed to make sense? You think every aspect of the, the human diaspora makes sense? Never did. Never once did I state that. But okay. if I'm going to believe okay, no, something wholeheartedly, no, 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 no. listen, listen, I'm going to make on. sure it makes sense, Keith. You blew, you blew right past my question. If you say I never said that, no, the question is no. It's not supposed to make sense. Right now, the target is the Bible. I get it. He is but not no, the author I, of confusion. No, 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 no. Okay, I got that. That's what it says. That's what my it says. Is, there is no, there, there, there is no perfect anything that everybody understands. The human being, the human mind, cannot be fully understood. The human body cannot be fully understood. Our existence cannot be fully understood and explained at this point in time. But that's all we have at this point in time. There is nothing else. So it all comes down mm -hmm. to assumptions. What I'm talking about. The question becomes on what part of the assumption you choose and what part do you believe. And at the end of the day, it's still going to come down to the same part of you not believing and me do believe. So I can't give you the answers to what you're asking, because at the end of the day, it's going to come back to this is why I believe it. And this is why you don't. I can't why? make you I can't make you understand it any more than I do. Why is it so confusing? It's not confusing to me. To you? Yes. And all okay. I can speak for to me. So how does the Trinity work? The Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Ghost. How does it work? God sent Jesus as an example of what we should no, be. No, 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 no. How's the Trinity? I know, I know all that shenanigans. Okay. But, but how does the Trinity work? Let's say Jesus is hungry. Okay. Is God hungry at the same time? Don't is know. the Holy Spirit hungry? I don't know. You know, the Holy Spirit wasn't. Uh, you there thought you understood this? I do. Okay. I'm so saying... how does that work then? <laughs> That's a great trap question. I Who's got to go to the bathroom? One or all three really, at the Mike, same time? Really, Mike? That's what we're doing. I don't know. How would anybody? Do you know? You well, know I don't understand. Saying? You don't understand. We're all just exactly. assuming. So at that point, you're going to write in the narrative what works for you. Things so that make sense. Ask? That what doesn't make asking? sense. What are you asking? How does it work? What? How I does the Trinity you, work? I don't know. I told you because Jesus left in the Trinity. But you also told me you understand this stuff, Keith. How it works for me. I did say that too. You seem to like that part out. I love it. Thank you, Keith. Of course. <laughs> listen, I love it because I listen. Listen, I'm not one for debate simply because at the end of the day, it comes back to whatever. Whatever, yeah. And we are right back to where we started. Yeah, that's how we end other, the show. Smiling at each other, respecting each other. And I love the fact that you have me on. And I think the beautiful mm. thing is, and I pray this, that you mm. continue to be exactly that because you put the pressure to somebody who says they believe. And I love that. And mm. I think that's what it's supposed to be. And I appreciate you doing that simply because I know there's some people watching and they're going to think whatever. That's okay. And I know there's some Christian folks ready to throw everything at their computer and that's fine too. 
Every Here's episode. The thing and why I love <laughs> that you have me on. I'm so glad I didn't look at a lot of the other shows. Actually, it works out perfectly, as I told you. Yeah. It's because I think the beautiful thing is to be able to have that conversation and still remain respectful. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And I have no problem that you waving your Bible there, too. I like that, too. Because <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be to me. I believe that. Now, did you give me some things to think about? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, a person's conviction always has to be tested. And that's mm -hmm. why I appreciate it. You're supposed to. And, and I'm going to tell you, keep going hard. And the next person sitting here, anybody watching this, listen to me. Don't come here lightly. Listen, don't, don't come here not ready. Mike wasn't playing. He didn't tell me none of this. I'm listening. Listen, Y'all going to watch this to the end. Listen, Mike didn't tell me what was going on here. And it was no setup. So what I love is that everything you just watched from him is genuine. And trust me, I was sitting there like, okay, I, listen, I'm going to rock out with it. But anybody that has a Spider-Man on their microphone will always be cool with me. So at the end of the day, please understand this. Faith is faith to what you think, but never feel disrespected when somebody questions your faith or your reason behind your faith. I love the fact that Mike pressured me tonight because that pressure makes me now have to consider where I'm at. And if it hits solid ground, maybe I'll go back and look at things differently, or maybe my conviction got even stronger tonight. Only the future will tell. So Mike, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> Where can we find your stuff? Tell the folks at home. Oh, man. I am on all social media sites as Keith K.L. Belvin. Um, my website is bravenconsultants.com. I'm also a publisher for folks who want to publish their work, bravenpublishing.com. But I am on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm still trying to learn TikTok. It's a weird space. Same. Um, I've had to kind of distance myself because this right here starts to hurt after what I see. <laughs> But I would just simply say, do a Google search and I'm, I'm, I'm available. When Mike hit me with the, it's on Google, I almost was like, did he just say that? But no, I am, I am, I am findable if you want to find me. And I'm always up for a good conversation. I don't argue. So do not invite me to be a guest because you want to try to attack me. Because all I'm going to simply say is, okay, it's something I've been using on social media since 1994 when I was on Yahoo. I don't get Yahoo. into long debates because at the end of the day, we're going to come right back to where we are. I'm mm -hmm. going to respect him as a man. He's going to respect, even if he was being disrespectful, I would have just got quiet and just answered the questions because at the end of the day, we have to mm -hmm. feel comfortable with each other. So Mike, I appreciate you having me on your show tonight. Thanks again, man. We all, we all got to share this planet together. So yes, we do. be more respectful for each now, other. I'll be the sure. first one to jump out the car to protect you. I don't care what your face <laughs> is. If somebody's treating you badly, we can go have a beer and debate whether God said we should be drinking or not. I so. appreciate that. <laughs> all right, man. You take care. Have a good one, Mike. Take care of yourself. Be safe. <laughs>
Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. The Bible Says What. From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. What? What? The Bible Says What? Damn it. All these years. From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is the Bible says what? <laughs> losing it, you're losing it. <sighs> From in the beginning to the <laughs> from in the beginning to the musical apocalypse this is the bible says what i'm your host mike wiseman from <laughs>